Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 64, Carbon Copy. What does carbon copy mean? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so today we're going to be talking about comparison and competition. And basically, when you compare yourself to um, others, that can be hmm, you looking at more of the weaknesses you believe you have Mm -hmm. and comparing it to what we see from other people after probably practicing after (laughs) after probably touching up after probably motivating themselves and talking to themselves you can do it Mm. you know in in the mirror so that you're seeing you're comparing yourself Mm -hmm. to someone's end result Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i have a question for you ladies as i always do okay Mm -hmm. do you think comparing yourself to others is healthy i believe that if you focus on it too deeply or too long, it can become unhealthy. But I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with understanding where you are at and where other people are at. And sometimes you can look at other people's life and macro model, Mm -hmm. not macro, micro Mm -hmm. model your life after what they are doing. And meaning you take little pieces here and there from what you've known them to do and, this is this and this is this kind of like you know if you know you want to be a rapper I'm gonna do that because that's something that's very in the public okay so you know that old boy spent this amount of time rapping or old girl spent this amount of time they worked on this they worked on that they worked on these different things or if you think about a celebrity ball player they can they might have an interview and they discuss okay I practice like this I practice this amount of hours I did certain things now no you don't have to like I said you don't macro model yourself after them but you can be like okay so they became this good of a whatever so let me see if I can implement some of those good behaviors into my own life because maybe I'm not already doing them Mm -hmm. okay yeah okay I don't think that comparing yourself is completely unhealthy either. And I think it's because if done in a healthy way, it can push you into Mm -hmm. being different, being better, striving for more. You know, it can push you into Mm -hmm. morphing into something different. Yep. Yeah. Um, You know, just kind of in the same vein, if you're being selective about the thing that you're looking at, um, if you are being reasonable with what you're comparing yourself to who you're comparing yourself to (laughs) why you're comparing yourself to them you know if you've done some kind of introspective work Mm -hmm. behind your comparison yeah then yeah I don't think it's inherently 
a negative thing, mm-hmm. you know, just as with anything taken to extreme, you know, anything can be unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to, cause I did, I don't know. Did I give the uh, definition of a competition? Mm-mm, not no. yet. Okay. Well, competition is more of a mindset and it, it makes you strive to be a winner. So it doesn't mean that it has to be an unhealthy thing just as comparison, but it can be an unhealthy thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to be on top. <laughs> yeah. But we need a base. We that need somebody true. to be at the bottom. I think that's the problem. People don't realize that all positions are important. Like yes. it's, your value don't decrease because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you got last. Yes, it's been many a times where I had to run a cross country match because it was a requirement <laughs> for <laughs> for volleyball. Mm-hmm. They know I got asthma. They know I don't like running long distance. I am a sprinter. You know where I came at the end gladly, <laughs> skipping through the mud. <laughs> like, not skipping through the mud, y'all, to see her shoulders, y'all. <laughs> and they was like, "You did it. You you completed your uh." One meet for the year. Don't do it no more because you mess up our standing all the time. <laughs> it's like, well, don't do me like that no more. But, you know, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's not inherently going to make you be like, you're not getting closer to the afterlife or God or <laughs> like you're not getting a million dollars, you know? Yeah. So, mm-mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it for... It's also about who you surround yourself with, you know, mm-hmm. um, the whole idea of birds of a feather kind of stick together. So if you surround yourself around people that are always comparing themselves from a negative slant, mm-hmm. then you are going to likely when you engage in comparison, you're going to come from that same mindset. But if you um, compare yourself to people that are go getters or you compare yourself to people that are um, high achievers or um in any realm, you know, very spiritually awake or um, people that are talented in some thing, you know, it can give you, like you said, motivation um, Mm -hmm. and a dream, something to actually work towards um, versus sometimes for people, it's hard for them to know what they want to do. You know, I see that a lot Mm -hmm. with people in this, I guess that'd be Gen Z. Um, a lot of not knowing what to do, where to go, mm-hmm. what they want to do with life. So if you compare yourself to people that aspire or have the thing that you want, mm-hmm. then, you know. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's a good thing to have people in your life to push you to mm-hmm. do more. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being in college in my freshman year. Uh, I was undecided as a major because I wanted to go to law school and that's what I knew I was going to do. And, but I didn't necessarily want to major in political science, criminal justice. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to major in that, mm-hmm. but just so happened my sweet mate, um, she was majoring in psychology and mm-hmm. I was like, Hmm, I don't mind that brain thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, huh, I'll try it. And as you see, I am still here. So mm-hmm. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she pushed me into deciding to major. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you should do. I know I've made this analogy before about iron sharpening iron and all of that. And in the thought process behind that is that you don't want iron sharpening wood because it makes the blade dull and it beats the crap out of the wood. You need something like substance to 
push you forward yeah. and make you strive to be better and also make you strive to say, okay, I go, I need to go sit down now because I'm doing too much or, or whatever. So it, it's a balance thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I think that's the reason why the three of us work well together mm-hmm. is because we're not competing against each mm-hmm. other. We may compare ourselves at times, but I don't think it's in an unhealthy way. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a, in a way, you know what, let me do a little bit more research. Cause I know Dr. Strickland going to give these one-on-ones <laughs> and I need to make sure I know what she's talking about. You know what I mean? So it's stuff like that, that mm-hmm. makes us strive to make sure, you know, we have the information or do what we need to do. Yeah. I yeah. think you get to a place where you're like, I like the things that I see in the people around me. And I really want to make sure that I'm contributing the same exactly. way that they're contributing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that that can be our third C <laughs> contribution because yeah. I, I think that's really what it is. Like when you're in a healthy mindset, you're like, man, I don't remember the Jay-Z line, but he talks about if you're the only million millionaire in your group, something wrong with mm-hmm. that versus everybody around you is, is eating. Like yeah. that's, that's yeah. the mindset. Like I got my hand out in front of me grabbing on whoever is leading me but I also got my hand behind me pulling up whoever I need to pull up but I can only pull up the people Who that got their hand me? yes you don't step too. up yeah and you're know? you gonna have mm-hmm. to make that step because I, I can't do it I can't mm-hmm. I can't pull I'm just guiding right <laughs> <laughs> yeah man <laughs> got deep real quick huh <laughs> yeah I mean but that's the benefits and some of the you know good reasons why we compare ourselves to one another Mm -hmm. or just ourselves to society or ourselves to, you know, just our own selves, Mm -hmm. you know, comparison, comparing my current self to my past self, to who my future self, you know, can be, Mm -hmm. you know, if I see all of those things in a healthy way, then it keeps me motivated to work towards so that that comparison can become a reality. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Okay, gems. <laughs> okay. So then on the flip side then, of course, is what are the negative, you know, effects or bad, you know, things that happen from comparison? Honestly, I think it keeps you stuck mm-hmm. because you don't know a, another person's journey. You don't know how, what they, and so what you're doing is you're thinking you have to do everything they did to get to where they are and really all of us have a different journey and so even if your you know goal or strive is to be a basketball player you know yes Michael Jordan may have given a whole list of things that he did every day to be the best basketball player there has Mm -hmm. ever lived but you may not be able to do what he did Mm -hmm. because your life is different than his and it's a different time yes yeah this this ain't the 90s this is 2021 and it's a different level of players yes yeah. you know Hmm. yeah i would say just kind of piggybacking on that that it can actually cause you to reverse mm-hmm. you know I, I definitely agree it can keep you stagnant but also cause you to you know revert to some old stuff or just yeah. um you know start really going towards rock bottom because of that belief system that I'm not where I should be mm-hmm. quote unquote, or I don't have the things that the people in my life have. So why even try, which then continues to further and further cause more devastation in mm-hmm. your own life. 
Yeah. I think the difference between this and our last session, as far as mindset goes, is that with holding on to grudges, you're stuck in the past. And with um, being in comparison and competition, you're stuck in the future. Mm. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. You know, for sure. And both we've talked about this in many sessions. It's just not good. You you need to know what you've been through. You need to know where you're going. But you need you got to act in the now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. You're going to miss it. Like the second <laughs> gone. I just all that I said is gone. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think about um, pastors. All pastors have a different journey to how they became a pastor. Mm -hmm. And they had a different walk before they became a pastor. And I think if they all compared themselves to let's just say Bishop Jakes, if they compared themselves to Bishop Jakes, you, you won't preach. You're not going to preach because who going to want to be competing and comparing themselves to Bishop Jakes. Mm -hmm. And then you going to also want to have to take on the burdens that he got too. Exactly. Yeah. And true. Cause his, his life was in the news. Some of it. A lot mm -hmm. of it. I think uh, another two things that I see from individuals that, go to the dark side of this <laughs> is low self-worth and a sense of self-pity mm. oh for sure because you don't have any motivation anymore mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. becomes a very you know why me how come my life is not better you know why does everybody else get to mm -hmm. and the other thing to that is even if you've tried your way or their way and you haven't succeeded, it doesn't mean that you give up. It doesn't mean that you have to, because see, the, the unhealthy part of that is you keep comparing, like the one one of the ladies just said, why me? Why couldn't I, you know, get there? Why? It may be because you're using someone else's map. Mm -hmm. So you give up on it and then without using your own journey your own map your own instructions and creating a path for yourself mm -hmm. yeah prime example we all went to the same school <laughs> and we all um have pretty much the same knowledge as far as it goes you know what sticks is different for each of us but i got a different degree than you know, the other two doctors on this show, but I'm still a doctor. Yeah. And the things that we went through to get to where we are now were all different, but we still in the same spot mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then with that being said, is it better to compare yourself to those doing better or worse than you? I think it's healthy to look at both. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, and when I say I wouldn't necessarily say compare. It's more like, let me um, analyze all that is going on in my life. Let me look at people who are in sim similar journeys that I'm on and they may be better, like not better. They may be in a better spot or they may be in a worse spot, but either way I can learn information and knowledge from either. Like I can see the mistakes from anybody's journey. I can see the, um, What's the opposite of mistakes? <laughs> Accomplishments. There we go. <laughs> the mm -hmm. accomplishments, the benefits. Um, I, I think it's like what Dr. Strickland said is when you go to those extremes mm -hmm. that we start messing up. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely believe that it, you can do both. 
You know, you can, it's always going to be about your perspective and why you're comparing yourself, whether you're comparing up or down. Are mm-hmm. you comparing uh, down because you think you're better? You think you're better than the people. Oh, you're insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, than the people below you. Uh, so you use it as a way to boost your own ego and make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, cause part of one of the articles I was, uh, reading was talking about how we tend to overinflate our own abilities mm. and think that um, if you internally, we think we're better than most people or smarter than average, but when asked, we won't necessarily say that out loud. Mm-hmm. So if you're comparing yourself down, are you doing it as a way to continue that mindset and belief that I'm better than? And if you compare up for people that tend to self-deprecate, are you doing it as a way to um, engage in confirmation bias? And mm-hmm. that, okay, this proves that I'm as bad as I say I am. So as mm-hmm. long as you're assessing the reason why you're comparing up or down, I think both of them have their pluses or minuses. Yeah, I agree with both of you. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to add. Yeah. Perspective, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, well, they say comparison is the thief of joy. So if you're not being really careful on where your mind is when you started doing it, and then, you know, your why as you continue to do it, then it will, you know, remove that potential joy that you could get or could have, um, at the end, mm-hmm. because you've, again, just let yourself run away with whatever this idea <laughs> is in your head. Yeah. Dr. Strickland and I were having a conversation on Tuesday and we were just talking about the difficulties in finding good therapists. And we were talking about what well, Dr. Strickland was because I was listening. Dr. Strickland mm-hmm. said um, how everybody and their mama want to have their pro- own private practice and do telehealth and the reality when we were talking is some people she said some people need community they need checks and balances they need the social aspect that come from working with other people and I said and everybody ain't a business person and do not know how to run a private practice Mm -hmm. because the horror stories that we get (laughs) I know yeah yeah, for sure no I agree and and, but the, the thing about that is that's when you have to be aware of where you are yes, and it's okay mm-hmm. for you not to be one of those people who can run a practice. However, you may be someone you can, you can be a good therapist and you can do something else. You're mm-hmm. may, you may be good at, um, at being a leader, but yeah. not a owner. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I've had people in my family say, so when are you going to go into private practice for yourself? First of all, I don't want to, you know, I have no desire to own my own, um, mental health, private practice. Because I already know I'm a good business person. I know how to handle money. I know how to run a business because I've, I've ran businesses since I was 11. I don't have a problem with that. But I don't want to deal with this red tape. I don't want to deal with no dang employees. And there's certain things that I don't want to do. Now, you give me a leadership position, I'm cool with that. <laughs> but there's like owning it, I don't need to own it. I'm not a person that says I have, like we were just saying earlier, I don't have to be at the top to contribute. Yeah. Just tell me what you need me to do. Right. And I feel good about what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew being in school, I didn't <laughs> want to work for nobody. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I had one way, one idea, one way or the other. Um, you know, I never had a drive to own my own thing, but I never had a drive to also um, work for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of was whatever came my way. 
you what know, was I, good for you. Yeah, yeah, what was good for me and what my uh, idea of life at the time was mm-hmm. is what kind of will spark me. And I'm pretty much still the same way at this, you know, now. Um, so I don't think I had one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say I grew in some areas based off experiences and being able to compare myself to the people that I was with at the time. Mm-hmm. But um and that also did lead lead to the drive to um yeah. you know accept um some offers mm. and things like that calling yeah <laughs> to be an owner yeah so i i can see you know through lived experience kind of that whole idea of comparison um mm-hmm. but if i'm being honest I, I i was comparing myself because i thought i was better than mm. okay um than this particular individual now, whether that's true or not, I can't say, but that's where my head was at, mm-hmm. okay. you know, at the time. Um, well, you're certainly more ethical. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, I don't think that's why I said I think it can be both. You know, I mm-hmm. think you can use comparison like the better than, but it's being the result of it becomes something that's still good and healthy, even if the start was narcissistic in the mm. in in nature mm-hmm. gotcha yeah i agree with that so one of the things um i was just reading um an article just a moment ago they were talking about selective perception mm-hmm. and how um it affects the way you feel and what you do and one of the things that they um the examples they gave was you give people non-alcoholic beverages but they are told that they are actually alcoholic and then you kind of watch the people become (laughs) drunk uh even so mean (laughs) even though they really aren't drunk (laughs) um and how (laughs) i'm sorry i gotta start to tell y'all in a minute (laughs) oh And what I thought was interesting when we talk about comparison is, you know, the information that we're fed will Mm -hmm. affect what we see Mm -hmm. um, and then how we behave. So if I'm fed information about myself, um, you know, it's going to cloud um, what my perception of me and what I want is or even my abilities Mm -hmm. so then when that reality comes and you tell the people you know those are actually non-alcoholic drinks and then the immediacy of that like oh Mm -hmm. I have been just playing and (laughs) making up stuff (laughs) you know you know I'm just thinking like when you start doing Mm -hmm. that like it's like oh man like I really had this influence over me that I didn't really realize um, could affect me the way that it did. And so then you start to really like think about how um, like, am I a gullible person? Am I a, you know, and what's holding you back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, did I need someone else to tell me to, you know, that validation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was a very interesting kind of tie to when you think about, you know, how you mm-hmm. compare yourself to others, you know, based off the influence of what you've been told. Mm-hmm. Well, just think about like <laughs> HGTV. When you work, watch those DIY projects, you you go into your bathroom and start busting up walls and you're like, I can do this. Joanne and Chip did it. I can do it. And you, it's like, you what? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all do. see what Chip be doing sometimes. Y'all better stop. No, it always is beautiful, but oh, yeah. his goofiness. Y'all better stop that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. No. No. <laughs> well, y'all, let me tell y'all this story. Now, this is not my story. I have a class. Trish and I have a classmate. Um, she went to high school with this particular person, and she and I ran against each other. And so she turned 21, and Trish's other friend and her went out of town. And so they went to, <laughs> they went to a bar, and she's like, Give me a Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> now, if anybody knows anything, Shirley Temple is a non-alcoholic beverage. <laughs> um, so she was throwing them back. <laughs> she was like, "Ooh, I'm really feeling it." <laughs> and if anybody, know, I'm not going to say her name, but if anybody knows this person, she's such a like sweet, loving, bubbly person. Oh, wow. Like she's always been that way. You like you would look at her and you wouldn't know that because she had that that track body <laughs> you know what i mean you would think oh my gosh what's happening but uh-huh. she said she was told up for no reason <laughs> and then her friend happened to be at the table while she was retelling the story and she's like yeah you was high on sugar <laughs> <laughs> so when you said that i automatically linked that story and was dying laughing oh wow that is hilarious right and grenadine <laughs> <laughs> and some cherries okay <laughs> Girl, you better give me them cherries. Okay, and don't put it in a drink that looks like an alcoholic drink. Okay. I mean, in a glass that looks like an alcoholic drink. Oh, oh gosh. Lord! That oh yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but I think everybody's had a moment like that at some point. <laughs> like, oh no, there's nothing in here. Oh, jeez. Well, it's just like those women who um think the that they're end. pregnant and they start having morning sickness and they end up not being pregnant. Ooh, psychosomatic. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's real. Mm-hmm. It is. It definitely is real. Yeah. yeah. So selective perception is a real thing. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. then I'm like, after she learns that she had been drinking nothing but, you know, like basically Sprite. <laughs> it's like, hold on, wait. So the rest but of y'all was. But she still was goofy. Like she just, it just kept elevating. <laughs> so I re- it really could have, like her friend said, it really could have been that she was having a sugar rush. I, which it is full of sugar mm-hmm. no, that particular she, drink she was high off her own supply yeah she <laughs> yes. just had a lot of energy that day and that sugar helped her man <laughs> it's like y'all really let me do that nobody said nothing huh and she didn't she I just gonna, she told the story all like why didn't she know that a Shirley Temple didn't have alcohol in it where your friends at <laughs> they was 21 um and it's pink and, you know, and pretty. I, and I want to <laughs> say she's a little bit more sheltered. So she's like, I'm going to get a drink. Like, this is how she talks in real life. So it's just, it's so endearing. You're just mm-hmm. like, oh, <laughs> it's so sweet, but it's hilarious. Oh, man. Dang. Wow. Okay. You're like, Shirley, what you getting that for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be my first. What you getting that for? <laughs> <laughs> but the bartender could have said something. It could have been like, let me give you. A less potent lemon drop. Because <laughs> yours be potent. Yes. Man, he didn't even throw a splash of alcohol in there. Nothing. Man. Wow. I feel for her. He <laughs> might have thought she was recovering from something, you know? Mm-hmm. Ain't no telling. True. Man. Well. That's funny. <laughs> well, do you all, let's let's go ahead and pick on social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do y'all think social media is, is harmful to our, to our self-esteem and this comparison competition stuff? can be and it has made it worse mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um because you only see what people want you to see you know you either see just the 
I went on vacation or I got married or I had a baby or I graduated or um, I went out on date night. Like you only see a very specific, very tailored Mm -hmm. um, view of a a person. Um, And then the bigger this person's influence or reach is, the more tailored it becomes. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think we get a very false idea of what is real in our world from social media. Yeah. Cause it kills me when women, I'll start with women. When women think that like, I just use the Kardashians, they are always made up. They go out to the grocery store just to buy some pampers for babies with a, a head full of hair. And <laughs> and a face full of makeup and lip gloss and and just beat. Mm-hmm. They they think they do that all the time. And for men, you think they look like that all the time? No. And that's why when you see celebrities with no makeup on, you'd be like, "Who is that?" And the fact that they wear it so often that their skin is a totally different color than the rest of their body. Mm-hmm. Definitely that. Um, or you know the way that body what people call body goals now you know how the ant body yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know how Mm -hmm. the very the idea of what used to be called slim thick people still say that but that's not really what's going on yeah that's not really what's going on Mm -hmm. um but you know very um barbie doll like body body you know very big at the top extra small at the middle and then big at the bottom, which is just not realistic for probably 99% of women. Mm-hmm. But because Unless you have on a body shaper and even then, corset. You, oh, yeah, oh, yes. A real, a, a real, real corset. One. Yeah, yeah, a real one. Because Barbie's measurements are not Anatomically safe. correct. Yeah. By any means. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when you look at that and you're bombarded with those types of images and then people wanting and flaunting over what those mm-hmm. images are, then, of course, you start to look at yourself and say, well, I don't look like that. Mm-hmm. But then you forget to compare yourself to the real people in your real world and your environment that don't look like that. Mm-hmm. But you're just comparing yourself to the very tailored, constructed um, view of what you see on the screen some will say well I just want to look good in my clothes so that's why I want to look like that but do you realize that they probably are getting their clothes made and tailored to them when you go out here to these uh department stores you can't no that ain't gonna you gonna have to get that tailored oh yeah unless you got the skills to do it for yourself then Mm -hmm. true that tailor it yourself but no I think people have a skewed view on that and it's because it's been force fed to us kind of like you're over here you said um about Barbie Barbie has been fed to us for what 60 70 years mm-hmm. and that's that. a standard of beauty mm-hmm. yes you know what i mean like that is a legit standard of beauty like you got to think people who played with barbie dolls they took these clothes off they looked okay this is how breasts should look this is how hips should look this is how waist should look like that eventually becomes ingrained mm-hmm. even if it's not discussed or talked about and then that's what people start to you know ascribe to yeah because mm-hmm. that's why we, that's why we have a uh, push-up bras because we want our bosoms yes <laughs> to be pushed up mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely uh you know i think social media started off with very um pure intentions mm-hmm. you know from the beginning um if anybody's ever watched the movie the social network you know you will see um 
Mark Zuckerberg's, you know, Mm -hmm. rise into Facebook. So I think the intention was pure from the beginning. But of course, money, you know, once money gets involved and and you're talking about obscene amounts of money Mm -hmm. um, and the then profits become the driver. And it's no longer about, you know, what it was originally made for. Yeah. And when you start to have mass and so many ideas, views and marketing, you know, once these things become the the focus and uh, of whatever this product is, then it's really kind of lost its essence. And then people are just now using it as a um, a ruler against themselves. Mm hmm. It's kind of like when you be on Instagram and you checking how many people have liked this, how many have done this. Mm-hmm. Now, as a business person, yes, it's important for us to look at analytics, but it shouldn't classify whether or not you did a good job. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It can be dangerous in business, too, because you remember mm-hmm. we are, the topic we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. today. It's like they got 1.4 million likes or hearts and all your views mm-hmm. and shares and all of that mm-hmm. and you know you start comparing it's like well is this what y'all want y'all this is really people what what people want to see mm-hmm. or hear you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's not manageable for us to do that oh mm-hmm. i don't <laughs> even want to <laughs> yeah and i think when as far as social media is concerned when you compare yourself you know what is the complexity that you're comparing yourself to mm-hmm. you know are you comparing yourself to a very simplistic thing so you know and you're a much more introspective person and you like to do deep dives and things like that but you're comparing your like if you have a channel or whatnot and you're comparing mm-hmm. it to a prank channel you know you're not using mm-hmm. an appropriate um tool come yeah compare mm-hmm talking about comparison you're not using a, <laughs> uh, you know an appropriate um peer or you know um what's the word i'm looking for peer essentially mm, okay we'll go with that then uh you know you're not using one that falls in line with what you actually do but if you're an introspective deep dive person and then you compare yourself to someone else that's like that yeah. then you can use that as a better gauge for okay so what am i doing that's different than what this person is doing you know how are they moving and speaking and yada 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 differently than me mm-hmm. but if it's something that's in a completely different lane than what i am then i'm going to be doing things that are not authentic to me and if it's a business my brand mm-hmm. um for the whole point of trying to get to where i believe somebody else is so that you know it makes me seem more likable mm-hmm. or you know relatable mm-hmm. Hmm. yep mm-hmm. so i mean of course there needs to be an overhaul with social media i don't know if there will ever be one um until probably the collapse of social media whenever that comes you saw what happened to myspace mm-hmm. and eventually you know instagram <laughs> will fall and eventually facebook will fall and tiktok and all of these other ones just mm-hmm. like vine did and mm-hmm. uh it seems like Snapchat is kind of on its way down as well. Um, so they all eventually now. I'm not going to say that Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram aren't some heavy hitters in the social media game. Yeah. Um, but again, every, you know, big thing eventually kind of has its, it's in its heyday and then it dies down. And then it'll be replaced with something else. The hope is that whatever it becomes replaced with um, has more checks and balances in it than... Um, 
what we have now because this was the grandfather of all of this stuff and hopefully we've learned those lessons so that um, looking at the research on what ha- what's happening with the teenage um, generation now on how depressed they are and how anxious they are because they base their life off of social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not getting all the nutrients that they need to thrive. Mm-hmm. That's really what it boiled down to. Well, then yeah. it also helps them to hide behind uh, a computer or their phone without them having to actually go out and socially engage with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that socially inept thing mm-hmm. that we were talking about previously. Yeah. Like there's social life is needed. It doesn't have to be any particular person's version of social life because like what Dr. Jones Hines want to do socially, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and she don't want to do what I want to do socially unless you know we're having friend time that's different we find something we all like mm-hmm. but just in general like you have to find what works for you and just being completely locked up is is going to eventually hinder you and I'm saying that as a whole introvert because mm-hmm. yeah, we, we still have to have some sort of social inter that's why people were going um experiencing anxiety and depression including children mm-hmm. when um we had to quarantine for that whole year yeah or still <laughs> well you know mm-hmm. uh one of the things i was just reading about uh is selective exposure theory and um this particular part they're talking about selective exposure in entertainment but basically the theory is you have to be very um strategic about what you expose yourself to because of the threats that potentially arise you know um so it kind of starts off from a um historical kind of like a neanderthal kind of way that's where they basically start with um so you have to be sensitive to animal sounds and you know things like that nighttime because get eight if you want to right (laughs) (laughs) so you know you have to be very selective about where you go and what you put yourself in um places you put yourself in mm-hmm. but now that we're not you know threatened like that all the time I'm sorry all i saw was a horror movie when they be falling in the woods oh <laughs> <laughs> i mean it happens mm-hmm. uh side note i saw a video earlier today about porch thieves and um <laughs> this lady was trying to because the guy uh had the package and he had it and it, it picked it up um the thief picked it up it would made a gunshot sound oh <laughs> uh, so this lady went on his porch and picked up his package and it you know of course made a gunshot sound and she turned around and uh started running but fell <laughs> before <laughs> uh she fell and then got up and the person that uh drove off <laughs> without her <laughs> did that road runner but no no yes. skills uh-huh. yes uh-huh. <laughs> So, yeah, she wasn't being selective either. Mm -mm. Uh, You know, but they were talking about like the old, old, old Neanderthal uh, Neanderthal stuff. But um, this part that they're talking about now based like on entertainment is like the social media thing that we're talking about. You have to be very selective Mm -hmm. on the uh, content that you consume because it will have an effect on you and based Mm -hmm. off like confirmation bias and all this other kind of stuff um, or Mm self-deprecation. If you're not selective with what you're exposing yourself to, then, you know, it can lead to some really negative consequences. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why people need to have their feeds full of things that encourage them, motivate them. um, And not so like, if I 
want to lose, let's just say lose weight. I don't need to have a whole lot of um, feeds of, you know, women who are size zero. One, because I don't want to be a size zero. But I don't need to have it because that's going to like mm-hmm. make me strive into unhealthiness. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to have have stuff uh, about women who are, you know, I guess like a size eight or a size six, whatever size that so I can know, oh, okay, okay, okay. I can, I can do that. I can do that. Mm-hmm. That encourages me to strive for that. Yeah. So thinking about comparison, how can it be used as a tool? I think moving you closer to your goals and understanding, um, where you're at with where you're going and you notice how I'm saying you where Mm. you're at where you're going not anybody else um because that's really the person that you need to be comparing and competing against is yourself because you are the only person on this specific life path but when you're looking at everybody else it's okay they going Mm -hmm. okay I need to be going or okay is it is it quite time for me to be going like Something um, Dr. Jones Hines knows is like I just started doing two a days uh, with my exercise because of, you know, the hormonal stuff going on is, is making me gain and retain weight that I'm not used to having on my body. But I know I'm going to have to do something more extreme. So we've always <laughs> been doing some type of fitness, eating right, something in this office. But when I look at my feeds, when I look at the different people around me, that's the type of energy is there. So when I don't feel like getting up at 430 to do my first workout, I'm going to remember that. And I'm going to be like, okay, so you saying you cool with where you at then? Mm-hmm. or you want to make your journey longer so it becomes that I'm comparing okay if I do this then that is going to happen or if I don't do this then this is what is going to happen but realistic things not just random crazy stuff to pop up in my head mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it motivates us and I say us because I'm not um opposed to comparing myself to others but it motivates us. It gives us that encouragement. It gives us that energy and that drive to know that, okay, if somebody else did it, I may not walk their same journey, but I can do it too. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody else was able to create a business, then, okay, I should be able to do it too. Mm-hmm. If someone else was able to create something, I, I can do it too. Accountability. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys see that tying with being competitive? Because there's an element of comparison that comes with being competitive mm-hmm. with the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys see as the connection there? I think it's the striving to get it done versus the numerical placing of when or how you get it done. Mm. You know, if Dr. Strickland loses all her weight on December 31st and I lose mine next year sometime, does it matter when it happened or is it that we lost it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, dang, she did that. Like she, mm-hmm. she stuck to it. I, I definitely can do this. Cause I know her, I know the things that she's enduring and going through and but not that y'all, not that she out here destitute or something, <laughs> but you know, when you do life with people, you're like, I see you girl. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that can be a source of motivation. Like that's one of the reasons why, um, 
when I do my cancer poses, I told I chose to do them the way I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be sugar coated. I wanted it to be real. I wanted it to be like all facets of it. So whether it was a good day, a bad day, just a kind of meh <laughs> day, I wanted to share that because I wanted people to understand it's okay to be whoever it is you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause this journey is long. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it, it, um, helps us to be responsible and accountable because like mm-hmm. Dr. Wall was just saying, um, with let's just stick with the exercise. So when we were quarantined, Dr. Strickland and I work out together, but when we were quarantined, um, we couldn't work out together because we had to be quarantined. So what we did was we started working out at home. And so what made me get up was like, Oh man, I know Dr. Strickland is working out. Oh man, let me just get up. Cause I know if she, if she texts me and be like, I worked out and be like, Oh man, I didn't, I ain't want to have to tell her that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, that made me mm-hmm. it get into my competitive mind to know, like, and then I would text her, I worked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that if anything, if she didn't work out, it'll make her be like, okay, okay, I need to work out. I know Dr. Jones Hines just said she worked out and work out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. You know, I think it can um, drive also your like thirst for creativity. I think it can drive your um, thirst for accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh because it gives you a goal. You know, when you have competition, there's usually some end in sight Mm -hmm. versus when you compare, it can be ambiguous. It can be Mm -hmm. tied to a goal, but it can also just be, I'm just like, Oh, I just don't think I'm as good as other people, Mm -hmm. which is very like, okay. In what way, you know, it's very um, open, Mm -hmm. but competition usually is like, there's some end point that we're trying to get to Mm -hmm. and what do we need to do to get there? Mm -hmm. Um, And then that can make me become creative on how I plan to get there Mm -hmm. Um, again. But this is if you're using competition to grow, not competition to um, denigrate the other person. Mm-hmm. and go yeah and go mm-hmm. back to like we were saying before some of those like self-centered ways like i'm better than you and i won look at this mm-hmm. uh, as long as you're being honest and self-reflective in it mm-hmm. yeah It's so much going on in the world right now, and we could all use some extra support. At Balanced Beacon, we offer counseling services for individuals, couples, families, and groups. If you're in Texas, give us a call at 214-396-6503 or visit our website at www.balancedbeacon.com for more information. some tips um you ladies think we should give to the interns to stop comparing themselves to others i definitely think the first thing is like to get to the root of your problem Mm -hmm. with yourself or with others Mm -hmm. you know once you have a grasp on that you kind of know where you need to go or what you need to improve on for you because you can't change nobody else you can only you know change yourself Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm um broaden your audience 
Mm. You know, if, that's good. You know, if you are only looking at a very small subset of people, then your data set is not going to give you the results that you're hoping to get. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anybody with a statistical background knows that your mm-hmm. study needs to have enough participants in it for you to be able to make any type of correlations or generalizations. If you have a sample of four, what does that mean? Yeah, that's not going to give you a whole lot of data. So make sure that you broaden your mm-hmm. scope. That puts me in a mindset of people who don't travel and they don't get to see how other people live mm-hmm. their lives. So there's mm-hmm. no understanding that there's other things other ways to be live do that are that are equally great Mm -hmm. not better yeah Mm -hmm. i would say become aware of and avoid your triggers so like you like we just said like with social media if you know that you compare yourself to a lot of people on social media then you may need to get off social media for a while Mm. or change who you follow Mm -hmm. oh yeah I do a scrub every year, mm-hmm. make sure mm-hmm. it aligns with who I am mm-hmm. right now. I think another good thing is develop an abundance mentality mm-hmm. because a lot of times what ends up happening when you are comparing, I was going to say comparing and contrast, Jesus, English, <laughs> um, comparing and competing is that you are actually living in a poverty mindset. So switching to a place of abundance and thinking, okay, I everything that I want and I need is already within me. I just need to call it up and bring it into fruition, figure out how to do these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would say remind yourself that other people's outsides can't be compared to your insides. Oh, yeah. So like just knowing that, again, like we said, with social media, you're getting the end product of what you see on Facebook. Facebook or social media. Um, and that can't be compared to what you have going on with you internally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I usually tell my clients is you are getting a Polaroid while you think you're getting a panoramic view. Mm -hmm. Um, so as anybody that's ever seen a Polaroid, you're only going to get crops of whatever the scenery is versus a panoramic view. You're going to get a much more cohesive, um, image So if you're basing yourself off of the Polaroids, then you're going to be disjointed, feel choppy. And, you know, again, it's going to lead to that negative mindset on I don't have. um, And that's going to be because you have a lot of missing information. Mm -hmm. You got to think everybody uses that same move in silence, hustle in silence. Like it's a lot you missing. Mm -hmm. They only show you what they are comfortable with showing you. Mm-hmm. And be grateful for the good things that you have going on in your life and mm-hmm. stop believing the lies of you're not enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's important to understand that everybody's journey is theirs. Mm-hmm. It's unique. It's different. There is not. No two people's paths are the same. Yeah. So I think that's definitely important. Um, something else that I have on here is that you have to set your own goals, dreams, and standards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think something that we've all said before is recognizing whose voice is in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, is it your own? Um, and this is something that you are striving for that you are using as a, a gauge for yourself, or is it somebody else's version of life that you're trying to aspire to? So checking to see where these messages are coming from Mm -hmm. and those expectations 
check mm-hmm. the expectations. Mm-hmm. Are they yours or are they someone else's? Yeah. Yep. The last two that I have are practice contentment because mm-hmm. contentment being happy, good where you're at can battle any comparison, any competition. And that's not to say get stuck there either. Cause that's, that's another situation that we're not talking about right now. And then the other one is to celebrate yourself. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. enjoy your life, enjoy your milestones, enjoy, you know, whatever comes up in your life. Like, Dr. Strickland, Dr. Jones Hines know I'm really big on birthdays. And so every time I'd be like, what we doing? Y'all want to do something? What you like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so every time somebody in the office has a birthday or like outside, I try to really, you mm-hmm. know, celebrate that person, mm-hmm. you know, so that they feel loved and um, just honored mm-hmm. on the day that they bust up out of that thing, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> 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 hello I yeah. know right but it is important to celebrate <laughs> yourself because it shifts the focus back to who it's supposed to be on for you your focus should be on yourself in a healthy way mm-hmm. agreed and then the last one I have is um, to use comparison as motivation to improve what actually matters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not frivolous stuff right Uh, I think that kind of goes to knowing what your values are. Mm -hmm. And if your value is making a lot of money, that's okay. You just got to be honest with yourself that that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not to say that it's bad or good, you know, it's just yours. Um, So I think if you know what your values are, it can help you um, do that. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Uh, So as normal, we always end uh, the sessions off with a quote. And this quote is by Stephen Furtick. The reason why we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. Must be this volume control. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.